Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I was just looking the other day how great Jim Halpert's face or Halloween costumes are. And how they're like, they're so perfect and so funny and also like kind of annoying that like he's really phoning it in actually he is phoning it <laughs> yeah. in. yeah he's like he's like he's not doing an, an outfit but like but you're still like but so it's also good. like but like you like you you really phoned it in and clearly didn't care and somehow are like still doing it the best well because three whole <clears throat> three hole punch gym is fun because they work at a paper company it's like oh, right right like three hole punch gym it's like that's not a thing it's not there's no such thing right, right. you just put three circles on you man and wear your same blue shirt. Facebook. You just wrote a word on your face. Okay. Here is a question that I think <coughs> is interesting because we've talked before in the past about the uh, those like that that which TV personality quiz are you? Yeah. And it's like it's it's like one of those things where it's like obviously you can't put that much stock into it, but it's also interesting because if you if you so desire, you can contribute to the algorithm that helps decide how these characters are being assessed uh-huh. and as such it's like it does feel like there's a lot of data points being injected from a lot of you know individuals who all yeah. sort of are like giving you the final final rough thing or whatever and when i've done it in the past i have gotten two of my all-time favorite characters yeah. as my results which is jim halpert and ted lasso right and w- what's interesting about that is like do those characters in particular resonate with me because apparently i i share like their values or mm-hmm. approach to life or or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um because like when like I like glow with pride like at the at the <laughs> thinking about that. Like yeah, it's like it's like I feel like sometimes it's like it's like if I'm having a hard day I'd be like don't forget Ben that quiz told you you were Ted Lasso. You're Ted Lasso. And it's like it's like this okay. is what this is like, we should take this quiz on behalf of each other and see what we come up with. Oh, that would because be I feel very like quizzes like this, it's like part of it. Like there's certain people who would be able to take it and get a, an extremely honest answer about it because like their personality matches with the way in which the quiz is being presented. But if you're the sort of person who's just like like really critical of themselves, it might come. You might have a question that's like, are you more like wholesome or more hateful? And you'll be like, like even if you're extremely wholesome, you'll be like, I just. I'm maybe more like a 60 or something. Oh, sure, you know, sure, sure. Like, yep, like yep. you, you might, you might misassess yourself. Th- this is this is like I mean, possibly as a thing, but sometimes I think like uh, like peer reviewed therapy is something that could be like somewhat beneficial. Like like almost where part of going to therapy is like informing like your closest loved ones. Like, hey, someone is going to be reaching out to you to like offer a questionnaire to give them a better image of how you as an individual are being received by mm-hmm. the people in your 
life and yeah. whether or not your version of the story, like, like this set of events is aligning with what they're saying, because everybody, when you go into therapy, everybody has their own bias. Like, every, every, like I, I, so you, you are always telling it from your perspective. Oh, and I how know. objective are you about the situation? You're very when, not objective. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's so many therapists who meet with their other therapist friends and they're like, I hear stories from this one guy and either he's got the worst life ever or he's just, you know, full of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is oftentimes my problem in these sessions is that I will spend just a huge amount of time like going through like one singular incident and attempting to tell it from like eight different perspectives Mm -hmm. to be like, well, now maybe they saw it this way for these reasons. And maybe they saw it this way for these reasons. And then I felt it this way for these reasons, which I found to be valid. Well, hopefully your therapist is just analyzing you practicing that and being like, okay, so his real issue is the way in which he has to cover a thousand bases to make even a single point. Yes, 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 yes. Which (laughs) the the funny thing right now, I was telling you this over lunch today, but I'm currently rewatching the good place. And there's this running gag all throughout that um, like moral philosophy professors are like the worst yeah. at, at least for season one because one of the characters Cheedy that is like what he did during his life on earth was he's a moral philosophy professor and like that's how he landed in you know the air quotes good place um, and but like when you see all of his flashbacks like what he was life on earth like like on earth he like constantly was like having like these struggles where he was never able to like press forward in life because he was always so stuck like trying to make a decision between this or that yeah and and then like even like once he did oftentimes he felt like he needed to like follow up or make an apology or like go to like this nth degree to like apologize to somebody or like make something right or whatever and i'm like oh no right <laughs> i'm like i'm like oh man I, uh, like cheaty is a character the first time i watched this like four years ago it's like i don't think i related to cheaty yeah. and like as time has this passed guy's I'm like, insufferable <laughs> i know it's like oh gosh is that me like oh no oh no it's me anyway so Hi. yeah so maybe maybe what we'll do uh, before some other week's episode is we will we will take each other's celebrity not celebrity uh, TV personality quiz for each other and see what our see what our results are. That'd and be we'll, interesting. And then we'll share them and contrast them with our own results. I know. Wow. It'd be crazy if we got the same ones. It would be so. It would be so wild. It would be, be wild. So, wild. so yeah. Anyway, keep you posted. We'll also link to that uh, quiz in the description down below. But otherwise, transition. Yeah. Well, we didn't even really start. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Am I even really here though? You know, I just lit this candle between us. Oh yes. I know. I I was transported. Transported to where? Transported to Camp Powhatan Boy Scouts. Whoa. I know. So this is circa like 1998? Yeah, somewhere in there. 98, 97, somewhere in there. It was like, what's? Well, I only bring it up. You think this is going to be a sell for our candles, which it's not. Um, <laughs> by the way, we have candles. <laughs> but by the way, <laughs> it's not. It's not that this smells like like Boy Scout camp. It w- like What's funny is that I light the candle in here every single week. Um, you know, to, as part of setting up the set before we record. And, uh, I always, I always use a match if possible because I mean, matches are just fun. Oh yeah. I think matches are clearly the superior choice to lighters in almost every way, except that 
you know, you have to, then you have to figure out what to do with the matchstick and you might burn yourself. But like the act of striking a match, so fun. Dude, I love th- it. There's something like in fantasy novels where like they, they occasionally will like, like, like pick up like a fat sulfur match or something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want one of those matches. matches. That's like, that was like made from like rough hewn lumber or something like that. Instead of like these like little balsa wood matchsticks, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. clearly back in the day they were dipping like hardcore like wood. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's got some like heft. Got some heft to it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, continue though. Yeah. So anyway, uh, whatever it was about lighting this candle today, um, I went I went to go do the light and upon lighting it, the smell that struck me, which the candle is supposed to smell like poison apple or just apples in general. It's really just apples. It's, <laughs> it's themed. It will not poison you. Yeah, exactly. CarlinBrothersMercantile.com. Good, good, good clarification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. They're definitely not poison candles. <laughs> this is like it the, says that in big letters at the top. Definitely not poison. Yeah, definitely this, uh, not poison. <laughs> like in parentheses, definitely not a trick. Yeah. No, but seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I feel this like this is a safe candle. <laughs> I feel like the parentheses are making it feel like they are poisoned. Crap. Yeah, all of this is included in our warning label. There you go. Enjoy. But uh, so uh, for whatever reason, the smoke from the match hit me and I was just I was transported back and all. It's it's amazing to me how a smell can hit you years later and you're like, I'm here. I'm there. This is, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm unpacking my bag. I'm in that green canvas tent. I'm setting it up and getting ready to sleep on a cot for a week. It's going to be great. You're you in know, the place where it happens. I'm in the place where it happens, man. Dude, I remember, dude, Camp Powhatan. What a place. What a place. What, what memories. A, I know. What dude, times. Man, this, honestly, this trip in particular, it's really interesting because um, when we were kids, you were older enough than me. And I didn't do scouts quite as um, early as you did. Not quite as hardcore. Definitely not quite as hardcore. Just to say, I didn't even make it to Eagle Scout. Oh man, we moved. We moved. I know. We what moved. were you supposed to do? I was on track, man. I was running that troop. You were Order of the Air. I was Order of the Air. I got tapped out. I know it was pretty cool. It was pretty Whatever. cool. Whatever. But anyway, so when we were when we were little kids, I had I had a myriad of moments in my life where. Uh, like they, they all stood out to me where like my concern, like for you was so like massive. Mm. And, and the whole premise of my, my best man speech is I was intending to give it, uh, at your wedding was to yeah. like outline these moments and then sort of like be, be so eternally grateful to Beth, who I now knew was going to be able to forever take care of you. And I uh-huh. wasn't going to have to like, like hold such concern because like y'all's relationship would be so powerful and, and all the rest and everything. Uh, and the problem is, touching. is that, I know it was really, I, I promise I, like I, I cried anyway is the problem. So I ended up getting almost nothing out whatsoever because I got like 40 seconds into this speech and was just sobbing in front of like all of our friends and family. And it, it was, was hilarious. Like, <laughs> Everyone was crying with laughter. There was this little kid who no, did they laugh out loud, uh, which was honestly very helpful. I feel like it like broke it just enough. Um, so I, I think I have it written down on my phone. I hope it's still in there somewhere. Was there a kid? There was a little kid, I believe, that like laughed, and I was like, "Thank you for laughing. That made me feel better." You know what? I think it must have. I think that child's name is also Benjamin, for what it's worth. Is it really? Yes. How about that? Yeah. What, what do you know? Well, anyway. Yeah, an absolutely remarkable thing. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I'm literally looking at the book on our bookshelf from Hank Green. That's, <laughs> that's titled "An Absolutely Remarkable Thing." As I said that out loud, in case anybody was like, "Wait a second, I know those words in a line." Um, but what's funny to me is that when I was a little kid, I remember that I believe the first time you ever went to this particular camp. Um, me and you still had room, a room that we shared together, okay. uh, in, in our, our childhood home. And, um, the 
first or second night, I believe, that you were gone, there was like a hurricane grade storm Mm. that came through our area and like the house was being absolutely obliterated and i had not yet attended the camp to see that like the canvas tents that you guys slept in were were quite i mean they weren't like massive or anything like that but they were pretty substantial tents yeah for sure um like on like little deck platforms were they yeah on, they yeah. were like on little deck platforms yeah okay um but like so i remember just like i i mean it, it wasn't like i was scared of the storm myself from inside of the safety of our home but i remember being like terrified like on your behalf and i was like like jonathan is out in the storm right now mom and like like he's not going to be okay like what what if something happens and i mean i was just like the fear that bubbled out of me was so just so massive Mm. like i can't even tell you like i can go back like in the way that you've been transported back telling the story i can i can i can feel the terror feel the terror yeah boy it's interesting that like that's your memory because i remember the first time i went to this specific camp dad like a lot of parents will come as well but dad can only come for like i think like the first night or something okay so he was going to be there for one night and then you're there for like the rest of the week but you know he was going to be there for at least that long and i remember the first night was great and then the second day i was just like i was like feeling like super like homesick or was like super worried about it or something yeah and then i remember like when he left he actually like actually made it all i i went with him and i like came home and like slept that night in bed and i was like i guess i'm just and then you know my in my mind i was just done with the camp for the whole, you know, the whole experience. Like sure. I was out and I woke up the next morning and mom and dad were basically like, all right, we're bringing you back. <laughs> oh, wow. No yeah. way. I, yeah, I do not remember this. So that's interesting. Yeah. So and I was like, I remember being like very apprehensive about it and very worried. I remember feeling pretty homesick the whole week, but I did go back and I did make it. Um, but like that's my memory of the first week of Camp Powhatan ever that I went to because I remember I went back and so I was there a little bit later in the day. So like all the activities had started. So they had to like send me down to I think it was swimming. Uh, was the very first thing that we had that I had to go do when I got back, and I the the lake at Camp Powhatan is famously cold, oh, like geez. so cold. It is God, just really. Um, we know how I am with like just really cold water. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to to last year's about this time, Linville Gorge hike, yeah. where you got like like paralyzed yeah. with feet cold. I think that's been more of an adult thing, honestly. I just remember having to get in the water and it just being terrible about that. And then there was the other. There's another aspect of the camp though, where every single morning they do like a polar bear swim. I guess because they know the water's cold. Okay. But like, if you want to, anyone could just wake up. I think at like six in the morning and go down and do like a swim across the lake and come back. Is like, hey, we did the polar plunge or whatever. No, that's pretty fun. Yeah, so it does sound pretty fun. And as an adult, I would probably, you know, go do it. Um, But uh, I I don't think I ever did it when I was a kid. Okay, it sounded like too intimidating. Uh, to me at the time. I, honestly, it impresses me at that age that kids were like, yeah, I'll get up at six in the morning and go do a polar plunge. Oh, like, I know. Yeah. I, like I, I am in like one of two camps. Either I would be the person leading the charge. I mean, like, guys, we're all going to do it. It's going to be so much fun. Everybody's going to get up. I'm going to be knocking on your tent first thing in the morning. I'll see you then. Okay, good night. Mm-hmm. Or I would be like the one like shying away in the corner being like, please, nobody said they're going to do it. Please, nobody said no they're going to do it. Like, I don't want to be the yeah. one who has to do it. I don't want to be. I don't want to be involved. Yep. Like, I, this, it's so fun. I noticed the number of times in my life where it's like, if I'm the person who is 
just encouraging the activity, like doing like the ice bath on the roof here yeah. at the office or something. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay, I got this. Like, it's fun to like encourage other people. But when I'm the one who is like on the reception of that encouragement, a lot of times I like shut down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, oh dear. Um, but so, so again, I still feel like we still, I don't know if we've totally gotten to your story about Camp Powhatan or if this is the story, which is I just don't know. The, the story was just that I couldn't believe the smell brought me so viscerally back there. Yeah. 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 But uh, I, I mean, it was like a place and we went back like every single summer. It was like a, a very cool. I, I remember it being like a really fun camp and um, was always really impressed with all like the stuff there. And then I remember when so we talked um, at one point in my in my scout life, I got tapped out, which means you get um, like the, the like certain Boy Scout like camp jamboree type things where there'll be a bunch of troops at a single place. Yep. Like they will be they will they will have an event where the troops there will vote for people in their troop that will be tapped out into the order of the arrow yeah, or whatever, which is where yeah. you get this like cool white sash with a big red arrow on it. It is really. And neat. Yeah. I was, uh, I'm, I got selected by my troop, which I, even when I think back on it, I'm like, what not? that was so cool of them. Thanks. Thanks guys. That was cool. I, I <laughs> it's even a cool concept to, to sort of like, uh, to, to like, you know, instill into kids at this age is like, it's just that idea of like being like, Hey guys, like, you know, like, is there anybody amongst you who you believe like fits the, uh, the the um, values associated with this honor and like that they have to then assess their like their fellow troop mates you know in this capacity and be yeah. like like who does kind of have those values mm-hmm. like you know what that Jonathan Carlin kid he that he, was he really does yeah me and my me and my buddy Alex both got uh, tapped at that particular one but so then uh, when you get tapped out you have to go com- complete what is known as the an ordeal an ordeal an yeah. ordeal which is like then a separate camping weekend in the future which for us was held at camp powhatan and i remember like um so what you what essentially what you're doing there as part of your ordeal is setting the camp up for the rest of the summer for all the other campers to come in nice. it's like you get there and there's all these like you know very nice giant green canvas tents set up and it's like oh yeah guess who set these up it's not oh, like, you know, yeah, man. it's like, oh, it's all the scouts who got tapped out. But it's it's quite an experience because part of it is that it's supposed to be difficult. So when you get there, you have to take you have to do like a 24 hour like vow of silence or something. OK, this yeah. is that. That's I one do of the remember that. I remember. You're not supposed yep. to talk the entire time, which was it, is. Was it true that your rations were like a cup of raisins? They are not big rations. Yes. Okay, there is okay. like a little assembly thing in the morning. They kind of tell you what you're going to do and they sort of pass out breakfast. And it's not like if you go to there for regular camp, there's like a know mess hall in a cafeteria and you got like a, a regular you know d- tray of food yes so yeah. when you're here for this they passed out like half an egg sandwich and a cup of raisins yeah and it was like here you go these are what you, this is what you'll be eating today so it's not a lot to go on who wants to do manual labor which um, you know what the really funny thing is is that like i've known about this ordeal in my entire life i always thought that you were standing in like blistering heat in like a desert wasteland where you were carrying like like heavy rocks from one end of like this this like arena area to another oh like, yeah it's not just like it's not like purposeless labor <laughs> yeah but like literally in my head and, and like this is like what i believed you to be doing as a small child which i'm sure was informed by like cartoons or something sure. like that but like like despite the fact that i have now grown to be an adult i have still always ima- i've o- always imagined this weekend of your life to have appeared in the way that my childhood brain had invented it. Right. And so like, you're telling me this story now and I'm almost like, I did not know that you were at a camp. Yeah. I, I thought you were in a barren wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at a camp. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's what you have to do. I, I remember we had to set up a lot of tents, which also is like, uh, you, which the, the, the real 
difficult thing is that you can't talk because you know it it takes four or five people to set up one of the tents at a time okay and so you're having to do it but you know one you don't necessarily know how to do it because it's not like self-explanatory and then two you can't talk to anyone about how to do it because you can't talk that's part of it sure and then um the other half of it is that the first night you get out there you have to go spend alone in the woods which yes. is i know this, this was the other this was the, like a- another one of those things in my mind where it's like mm. i've always assumed that you just like literally like uh slept encompassed by spiders yeah i mean well <laughs> so what they do is you're all like walking along this sort of like gravel path and it's like already super dark out there so i mean you've got like flashlights and stuff but like every 20 or 40 feet or so they'll just sort of choose the next kid in line and just be and just sort of like shove you off into the side of the woods and they'll be like all right we'll be back in the morning <laughs> you know oh my god and uh, i mean i don't even know how late it is when you get there but it's like it's so late that and you, you're carrying like a sleeping bag and a tarp and then you've got like your backpack with whatever else you might have in it like flashlight whatever so you get out there and it's like there's really nothing to do it's not like you have to like fend for yourself or make a fire or anything sure it's basically just like lay your tarp down put your sleeping bag on your tarp sleep wake up in the morning so you're probably out there for like maybe six hours or something you know sure, it's sure, like sure. it's out like of course when you're going into it as a as a kid you're like oh, this is gonna be i'm gonna be roughing it out there all by myself and it's like the, re- the also the reality is you're like 20 feet away from another kid in either direction sure and well, the e- other other reality which i had no bearing of is that absolutely there are adults making sure nothing bad happens to you, you right know? right well i was gonna say like <laughs> even even now to this day like when we we did our, our backpacking trip last year uh one of the one of the discussions we had as a group because we're gonna be the four of us going uh, across the GMA was like it would be uh, like an interesting thought instead of everybody bringing individual tents to get like one of these like um, super lightweight uh, like 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 flies uh which is just like a big piece of waterproof fabric that you would basically like drape over top of like a tie line and create essentially like a like a you know like an overhead shelter and then have another one that you sleep on on the ground yeah and I will say, like, even as we were, like, discussing this as an option for how we would go about doing it, I was like, I hope I'm not on the outside. Like, like oh. <laughs> of, of the four of us who would be, like, lined up sleeping on top of this tarp, there's, like, this part of me that's, like, like even as a grown adult, even with, like, a can of bear spray, you know, like, like tucked above my head or something like that in the event of, like, disaster or something bad happening, um, you know, it's like, I was still pretty, like, like preemptively, like, you know what, I, I would rather be one of the two in the middle rather than one of the two on the outs because there's like then just like a, a small extra layer of like okay i'm at least i'm surrounded on both sides like oh i've got boy. i've got something well um, it's interesting that in your mind that's how we would lay in the tent that way in my mind all four people would be lined up such that like all four heads and all four feet were facing the entrance and exit well i don't even know that there's a tent because there's no walls there's just a roof and a in a floor in this situation well, I mean, you'd have like the tie line and then you would come down to the ground, right? Well, it would. Yeah, I guess it would approximately come down to the ground, but it would still be like open ended. Like, yeah, on two ends on two ends. Right. Yeah. Right. OK, I, I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're imagining there's one person laying horizontal to the outside on either side. So there are two people in the middle that are not exposed to the outside edges at all. Exactly. Right. I'm imagining everyone's 90 degrees the other way. OK. So all okay. four people are just have their head towards the exit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That works yeah. too. That yeah. works too. Yeah. That, I mean, and maybe that would have been better. Um, all I'm really trying to say is that that's me as a 33 year old adult. And yeah. this was you as like a 11 year old kid. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so like, well, and you were, don't call it an ordeal for nothing. That's babe, right. You know? <laughs> that's right. I mean, maybe you just got like, like t- t- toughened in a way. That, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 So I did. Anyway, I did it. I did the 24 hours with no talking and, uh, you know, I lived off the rations and I made some tents and I slept in the woods and it was all good. I made it. You made it. You're still here today. I got it. Hooray. It's so great. The, the other thing that, that trickled across my brain as you were telling this story is that I feel like the night, uh, that you were, you were tapped out or whatever to go and, and, you know, be selected for this particular event. I was there. And, uh, the other fun thing about that, I think you called it jamboree. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, like, so all the, it was like a, it was like a, like a, um, uh, big camping weekend where all the different like scout troops were there. And like at night, a lot of times, like the, the troops will go on and like put on a show of yeah, some kind, like, like a skit, like a skit. Yeah. And there, the, it was the first time I ever saw, um, sidewalk climbing, sidewalk climbing, which is yes, uh, classic. Uh, I, I suspect you are probably better re- regaling folks with the story, but oh I have gosh. always found it to be like one of the funniest things ever. It's Dude, like the humor it is, it is the, oh, the, the skits at boy scout like yeah jamboree camp things are like i can't even tell you the ways in which they informed even some of the humor in our family for for now still right right you know, yeah years later um actually i remember uh so and yeah so basically this is like a big if you're if you were in boy scouts there's almost no way you uh didn't see one of these things if you went to like the one of these big camping events and just like at night there's normally some giant bonfire and everyone gathers around and they just put on these yeah very silly skits and um sometimes it would be like every troop would come up and do one so you'd have to like think of something and sometimes it'd be more like the people who organized it just sort of did all of them yeah and that was just sort of it but oh my gosh there was um there were three in particular that really always stood out to me um, one was of course, sidewalk climbing, probably, probably the goat, you know? Oh, I, I mean, it, it, is, it, it has to be like, it's so good. It's like the amount of like, there's such like light production value to it, but the surprise is so great. Yes. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell it? Can I'll you, tell it. Okay, I'll okay, tell okay. it. So yes, basically you. you just have this guy just crawling on the ground and he's normally holding two sticks and he's just like, you know, putting one stick on the floor and like grabbing forward and then another stick and he's grunting and he's going and then someone will walk up to him and he'll be like, dude, what are you doing? And he'd be like, oh, what does it look like I'm doing? I'm sidewalk climbing. They'd be like, sidewalk climbing? What are you talking about? And of course, they're walking right next to him right, 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 on right, the yes. sidewalk as yep. one does. <laughs> like, There's no need to climb a sidewalk because it's the floor because it's the ground. And they're like, OK, whatever. And so, he, you know, moves a few more feet up and then another person walks up and he says, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just sidewalk climbing you know i've been going at it all day and they're like okay whatever and he goes a little bit further and then the third person walks up and they'll be like excuse me sir what are you doing and he's like i'm sidewalk climbing and he goes sidewalk climbing that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and he'll yank the sticks out of his hand but what you don't expect is that they've put like ropes around the guy's like legs or whatever so as soon as he lets go of the sticks he falls <laughs> so and like, he gets yeah. like dragged away well, as if he was truly sidewalk climbing and the sticks were genuinely holding him up yes it, and it's <laughs> like i remember just being like like just absolutely oh gut God, busting with laughter it's like so when the guy funny. just goes shooting in the other direction you're like wait a second <laughs> hey hey that's hilarious oh, that, i always remember that yeah. one was that was extremely good um the other one that like our, our whatever specifically stuck with our dad for ever was um you have this guy and he's like camping out in the woods and uh he keeps having visitors come by and they've had a long day on the road and they're wondering if you know do you mind if i share a meal with you do you have anything you could spare and so you know guy one comes up and he's like oh yeah sure here you go and he says "Mm, why these these dishes they look a little 
uh, maybe a little dirtier that you sure, you know, are they safe to eat off of? And he's like, oh, they've been cleaned by three rivers. And it's like, wow, okay, well, if you say so. And then they eat the meal and, you know, thanks, thanks so much, you know, kind sir. And they walk off and, you know, they do that once or twice. And then, you know, after the third guy comes and eats his meals and is assured that the, the plates have been cleaned by three rivers, you know, they're so clean. I love, I love the idea that this guy is going to three separate rivers and then I'm washing the plate again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. I have, I have traveled long and far I to know, ensure right, the cleanliness right. of why did Washington the same river three times doesn't matter right yeah uh, the point is there's no rivers at all he just you know finally whistles at the end and calls his dog over and the dog's name is three rivers yeah so it's he just like, keeps cleaning three rivers, the here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean I cannot even tell you the number of times we have joked about the plates being cleaned by three rivers I know, like yeah it's, <laughs> it's like it probably happened at like the last time our family was together it was like oh not to worry yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because like, oh yeah, got a little feud scrap, just feed it to the dog. Three rivers will get it, you know. It's just that one's been there forever. And then um this is the one there there was one where we all had to like you were like asked. I guess they went around. This is one I the one I actually got tapped out at where they they went around and asked, like, do you guys want to put on a skit or whatever tonight? And I remember having seen this one before and thinking it was just hilarious. And I was like, guys, let's do it. I have it. And, you know, then you have to like teach everyone all the parts and stuff. And then right, like, right. It, like I, I imagine now, like if I was doing this and I was, this is one of those things where, like I was the one who's like, it was my idea and I was the one who'd seen it and I had to tell everyone what to do. Jay, this is why you're tapped out. I, this is, this is basically it. And now like, I can imagine, like I even think about now and I'm like, why weren't you concerned that someone else was going to do this one? Why were you so sure it was going to be funny? Like this could have been so embarrassing you know and i'm like no younger you really understood it it was way better good for younger you um but this one was just called raiders from the north and uh basically you'd have two people sleeping uh just next to each other having a having a regular camp and you know you have these four people on like like they have like a square around them and all yell out like raiders from the north raiders from the south east west or whatever and then you'd all rush in and you just you know pretend to kick one of the guys a bunch of times and then like take his stuff and run away and he'd wake up his buddy and be like Oh my God! Wake up! Someone just attacked me! Like, what do we got? We got to move! The guy would be like, "What are you talking about? You think someone attacked? No, they did not!" Like, what a dumb response! (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, why wouldn't they wake me up? I guess basically, he's like, "Just go back to sleep." He's like, "Fine, fine, whatever." And then you do it again. You come and kick the same guy, and he wakes his buddy up, and he's like, "Oh my God! I'm serious! I just got attacked again! How are you sleeping through this?" He's like, "Fine, fine. Look, look. We'll just we're just fine. If just please go back to sleep. Look, I'll switch places with you. Is that would that make you feel better?" It's like, "Fine, yes. Let's switch places." And then you come in and, you know, you, you do it the third time and you look down and you're like, wait, we already got this guy. Let's get him. And, <laughs> and then you get the same guy again. So that's the whole skit. That's the whole skit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's like <laughs> they all they all do like a great job of like subverting your expectations. Where it's just it's sort so of like, like you operate under the belief that sidewalk climbing, not a real, not thing. A real thing. Although to your surprise, it is. It is. You operate under the belief that three rivers are three actual rivers mm-hmm. and, and it's an extensive way to ensure the cleanliness of the plates however it is not yeah <laughs> once again it's like there's the guy who just keeps getting getting beat up and it's like it's like wait a second we already got this guy yeah. <laughs> oh man so yeah man i haven't thought about this skits in so long good that times, time. good times. Time. So who'd, who'd have thought that when you lit your match for, for lighting our candle today, memory lane memory took lane. up half the podcast <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. No, Lights match. <laughs> I've I'm got there. it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even prepare things? I know. Good point. Oh, Good point. 
<sighs> well, there you go. If you have, uh, if you were ever at Boy Scouts and you guys did campfire skits, please let me know what were some of your favorites or the ones that you put on. Or if you've ever heard uh, any of the. Any or of if the you've theory. ever seen yeah. those before. Yes, yeah. I'd be even happier to know that other people had seen these because I feel like there's like there's probably like like 50 of them you know? I, I was gonna say like it wouldn't yeah. even surprise me if like you've just gone to other summer camps before and seen these same skits i know because, right because yeah. they're all they're also short they're also simple they all are like incredibly easy to like remember like what you're supposed to say and do so it's yeah. like it's like like you, it was exactly like you said like such minimal production value but like yeah. like the, like when you have that that moment happen where the the sidewalk climber goes racing away it's, yeah. it's just like oh, <laughs> it's always funny it was so easy to do that oh, man. you uh, know what i i'm sure you're right yeah but this is i bet these show up at summer camps all over the place i'm not sure if it's limited to boy scouts but like i remember like uh like baby shark i it has like i remember like when we went to 4-h camp like that was like a like a camp song thing yes. you would do and i feel yeah. like anymore they'll never get away with that again because oh. like baby shark has now been adopted so hard by like little kid youtube <laughs> yes yes yeah. it absolutely <laughs> and most certainly has um no the but my funny quick anecdote on that is that when we were coming home from vermont earlier this year we were passing mom and dad who were on their way up to vermont and we actually passed each other on interstate 81 <laughs> and like a cracker barrel or something like that so we went in to just like have like a quick lunch with them because we're on the interstate and it was right there and easy and mom and dad bought addy like this like little toy baby shark like mm-hmm. it, it, it's technically a candy dispenser but addy has no idea of that right, yeah so like she she just presses the button and listens to it say like baby shark. Yeah. But like whenever she does it, it, I mean, it gets stuck in my brain so badly so that annoying. like, like I will just start like walking around the house and I'll be like singing like baby shark or humming it or something. And Allie, every single time, just like she looks at me and she's like, it got you again. Got it? you it's again. Like, it does it every time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just so catchy. Luke could not stand when songs get stuck in my head. Oh, like, really? Which, I mean, it'll happen, especially like the, like the bluey theme song gets stuck in my head all the time yeah you know and i'll just be like absentmindedly like driving him somewhere and i'll just be like humming all of a sudden be like why are you singing that and i'll be like i don't know it's just stuck in my head and be like just just stop like (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry and then like and like i'll genuinely try not to like 30 seconds later i'll just do it again and be like stop it i'm 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 honestly not trying to i know i get this good i I, this would always happen to me whenever i learned like a new sound like uh like like whistling for example was like the first thing i ever learned how to do but like um I remember like when I learned how to whistle, I was so excited because dad used to whistle for us in like our soccer games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and yeah. to this day, I am still like slightly worried about the fact that I don't have an extremely loud whistle that I oh can do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dad could do this like horse whistle thing. And it was one of those things where I was like, I'll figure that out eventually. I'm going to get to it. And like there have been times in my life where I've really tried and I'm like, I've never gotten it. I, I'm never the exact same. It. Yeah. don't know so, how he does it. Right. Like he doesn't have to. Does he put his fingers in? I don't think he does. No. Nope. Like, he can just do it like sort of like, like. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. That, that was a terrible it. example because it barely made any noise. But um, the point is, is that like whenever we would like score a goal in a soccer game as a kid or something like that, like you always knew dad was watching because you could hear the whistle just over like everything yeah. else. And it was just like really, very like, loud. Yeah. Super <clears throat> cool. But it was also like a very like special thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so like when I slowly like started to learn how to whistle <clears throat> as a kid, I remember feeling like like I have just accomplished this. It, it, I mean, to me, it almost felt like getting my driver's license, but like at age five, mm-hmm. you know, where it was like I have such new ability and freedom and like capacity 
identity, you know, in, in this world in that I now know how to whistle. Like I have, I have like started my, like my process of achieving like, you know, dad status eventually. Um, and so what I would do is I would just start like whistling all the time. And I was trying really, really hard to whistle really, really loud specifically because that was like dad's whistle. And I, cause I was like, I can never figure out how he gets it to be so loud. Yeah. And so like I would whistle and all I would be doing, like I wouldn't be like whistling a song. I would just like, like blow air out and attempt to make it louder and louder and louder. And as I was getting better and better and better at doing it, it was like, well, like it, it was, it was so irritating to everyone else, but I was like fully captivated with this process. Like I was yeah. very invested in doing it, yeah. but, but it also kind of became this like secondary thing that I started doing like in, in an, a semi uncontrollable way. Yeah. Just it was, whistling like, loud. Right. It's just like an impulse that I had. <laughs> and like, so I feel like the number of times I got like, you know, chastised as a kid for, it's like, Ben, you have got to stop whistling. It's like, Sorry. Right. That's sorry. Good. I'm not even aware I'm doing I'm just it. trying to better myself for my future kids. That's all. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it does occur to me now that, you know, like Addie is going to turn two this month. Holy butts. That's just, wow. That just, that just hit me like Do a ton of bricks. Old? A little bit. Yeah. But like, I mean, I've got like, I've got like three years before I need to know how to whistle really loud. I so. know. Right. Well, let me tell you, this is, this is what made me, you made, you were talking about how this was like a yeah, like a skill dad had that you feel like I'll oh, uh, absolutely I need to figure this out before I can you know dad or whatever yeah, yeah. this the, another skill that fell under this was spinning a ball on your finger yeah don't even get me started oh yeah don't even get me started <laughs> guess what I can't do still oh man it was one of those things that you're like our dad could do it so well like as a as a kid just spin the ball on her finger and I mean maybe I mean maybe I'm sure if you're in like any sort of basketball family at all like everyone can just do it and it's great or whatever. Sure. But yeah. It's maybe, a, it's maybe a, it, it feels like if you're like a, if, if you're in that realm, it's just like a party trick that you know how to do. Although I would say the exact same thing that I also can't do is I, I have ridden like mountain bikes, like for hundreds of hours. I still cannot ride a bike with, with no hands. Oh, to this day. Oh, interesting. Still okay. can't do it. I have a story about that. Okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. So yeah, um, this was, uh, when when I worked at, back at the concert venue, we would have the Globetrotters come all the time, and so we often would have like these extra basketballs, like sort of like as um you know merchandise or whatever that we could, we could use to promote the show, just sort of around the office. And so I always had one in my office that was completely signed by the entire team, which or whatever, cool. which was pretty cool. But I didn't, you know, don't really care. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, whenever I would like need to like think about stuff or like walk around or just like try and like sort stuff out, I would hold it and I would like practice spinning the ball on my finger. And it was like having like if you like sometimes I'd have to drive them around and they would show you the ball that um, they carry around with them from like, you know, press thing to press thing. They are spinning the ball so aggressive that they're like drilling holes in it with their finger. That's which wild. is crazy. But like when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to drill a hole in a ball because I spun it so much. And like that was the first time it occurred to me that there was like a a best spot on the ball to do it. Okay. But they told me, so if you want to know, it's the spot where all the lines meet, you okay. know, yeah. if you will. Oh, hey, nice. Uh, name of the wind reference. Name of the wind reference. Bingo. You're welcome, bingo. Yeah, so all the spots meet. That's where it'll uh, spin the most and where you can kind of consistently do it. And uh, that that I I got I got pretty good at it. That's like my that's like my party trick now. That's good. So like Luke this past weekend had um for the first time ever just had like a like a friend come over. Like we've had plenty of play dates where like you know parents come over and bring their kids and you know the moms hang out and the kids go play or whatever. 
But this was just like mom showed up, dropped, dropped kid off, left. So it's like just us and the other kid. Right. You know, uh, which was that was that was a first for us. But uh, while they were there, there was a basketball upstairs in our house and I was like spinning it. And you could tell this was like this is like this is a real crowd pleaser for children. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I mean, <laughs> like, like my kids have seen me do it a thousand times. But like Luke's buddy, it was just like, whoa, you know, this, I was like, oh. Excellent. Yes. Yes. I've got a trick. I know. I know. I've got yeah. a thing I can do. These are like because these are moments. It's like when you think back to our own childhood and witnessing like like our dad or other dads or or parents or whatever just doing cool stuff that was neat or yeah. cool or fun or awesome or whatever. Um, you know, it's like you don't really think that like they like left that day and they were like, yes, I did a cool thing. Like, yeah, right. right. <laughs> or know? did they? Or or did they? Yeah, that's the, that's like the question. Like, you know, did like, did, <laughs> yeah. You you had a friend whose dad's name was Butch. You know, yeah. it's like did. Did Butch walk walk away from that situation and be like, "Totally just made those kids stay." Totally awesome. just did it. Totally did it. Probably did. Probably did. Yeah, I imagine yeah. so. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, cool I mean, stuff they taught. Right. Yeah. But, but so that, that's also very interesting as well because like, do you remember as a kid like what age you were or what it was like going over to a friend's house to like like go play for the first time because like at some point in your childhood this just starts to become like par for the course and it's just like how like how you spend your free time or weekends i know i know well i'm like one so um i don't remember like the specific first time it ever happened okay uh well it must have been in like preschool though because there was that the the family we used to go to the beach with all the time yeah um they had a daughter who was my age and we went to like preschool together and i don't think their mom worked, but our mom did had like a part time job. So I think there was a lot of times where, um, like you she might go would, over there. Yeah, like she would pick me and her daughter up, and we would like just go hang out at their house for a while. Okay, so yeah, it was yeah. like a half babysitting, half just play with your friend for right, a little while. So yeah. I, that is what I think. I, actually, now that now I do remember, I remember Happy Meals. Yes, nice. Yeah, nice. there we go. I remember getting the Happy Meals after you, Tykes. You know what's interesting about that is that like also in preschool for me was a kid that I met like you know when I was like in the three year old program, four year old program or whatever, who was like my first ever friend. His name was John and was neighbors with your yeah, <laughs> your yes. people like crazy, literally next door neighbors. Like not like three houses <coughs> down, like the next, next house, next house so it, over. Yeah, so I spent like a lot. We, we both spent a lot of time at the end of that street yes we sure did we yeah. sure did so um that's kind of funny but uh yeah you, you said you cannot ride a bike without holding on to the handlebars no i can't and and like i have i've tried on numerous occasions and i'm not gonna lie to you like like i mean i would i would call myself like semi-proficient on a mountain bike sure. like you know i'm not i'm not like all pro or anything like that but like i can i can go off a jump you yeah. know like mm-hmm. s- stuff like that i mean yeah. i can like you know climb a mountain and stuff yeah but but cannot under any circumstances on a dead straight road with nobody around for a mile cannot ride with no hands. Wow. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I, this is weirdly you'd think like, because like they say, it's like, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. And it's like, as soon as you know, you can always ride a bike. You can always find the balance again and just keep moving. Right. But like, I do remember there was a period of time when, uh, in our childhood where, um, I, would ride the the street we lived on as kids had like a a hill and then there was a flat section that's where our house was and then there was another hill yep right okay so i would ride my bike to the top of the hill and i would point the bike down and i would go right down the middle and i could just go the whole way no hands at all wow. and i would ride it down the hill and i could i could go like side to side i could steer Whoa. and i was like i remember just like this was this you know i remember feeling so cool like i've totally got this and like as an adult i cannot do it <laughs> you know? no way yeah like, oh, I, can, like I can like sort of do it i can 
can kind of go there, but I do not have like like the confidence to go down a hill and just like cruise and like lean left and right and try and maneuver the bike. Like no chance at all. I, like in that moment, I knew the name of riding a bike without the handlebars you know? and, and, and like have since lost it. and well, I've lost, I've lost the, if, if anything this maybe makes me feel better, but the, because the reason this was even like somewhat on my mind is because there's uh, like a group of kids in my neighborhood who have slowly like, you know, since I've lived there, I've sort of like watched them grow up from me, like really small to like being bigger. And, um, <laughs> they, they have like started like rolling around in like their little like bike gang and stuff, which is adorable. Cause it's like a lot of like what we did as kids, but they will come blitzing down our street, like, like almost like racing each other, like with no hands. Yeah. And I'm just sort of like, what I know, I I wonder if there's something about like the center of gravity when you're a child, like maybe it's that like makes it smaller. like a little bit easier or something. N not that like there's obviously plenty of adults who can do this, no problem. I'm sure. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, I also yeah. wonder if there's something about like a kid's bike, like like kids bikes tend to be like a little bit heavier you know oh, like i think my true. bike now weighs less than my bike as a kid yeah no you know? i would agree with that yeah because um, we kind of have like something so they might be a little towards. bit more like grounded or more like stable because they're heavier could be it that could makes sense it. i don't know i'm making up a lot of excuses for myself basically uh, i mean that's, yeah. we, we, we pretty much have to at this <laughs> yeah, point you know it's, like, it's otherwise it's, inexcusable. it's not me right yeah, it's, it's the equipment it's i'm the, bigger right a good craftsman <laughs> always blames his tools yeah, that's exactly. what they say um no but i i I had a, I had a, a slightly similar instance over the weekend where um, I Alice and I one of the things that Alice very frequently wants to do and this this like ends up being like a mini debate amongst us but like I think a lot of we, we, we have bikes so we have like uh, like Ali has like a gravel bike which is kind of like a sort of beefy looking uh, road bike if you will yeah uh, and then we both have mountain bikes as well and like when I want to go mountain or, or biking what I usually mean is out on trails and when she wants to go biking what she normally wants to do is just sort of like go coast through the neighborhood and you know usually for me like i like i'm sort of like well like i don't know like i mean is that really like like are we really like getting it like is it like exercise like are we really like you know like mm -hmm. or, or are we just going to go and like is it kind of just like going for a walk except for like on bikes instead right i don't know why i have such a resistance to it like even as i'm describing it i'm like this just sounds delightful um, like, <laughs> like what you, you mean just casually go coast around and have a good time like yeah what could be bad about that um but anyway we got um we, we, we did go over this past weekend. We got uh, like one of the, the back of the bike uh, car seats for Addison to ride in. So mm -hmm. on Sunday morning, we got up. We rode our bike to one of our, our favorite nearby restaurants that does a brunch. We, you know, so like we rolled up, we parked our bikes, locked them up, whatever. We went in, we had our had our brunch and um, like we hadn't ridden in a while. And so like when we're on our way back, Hallie was like, man, I'm getting really tired. And she had Addie on the back of her bike, yeah. uh, which adds an extra 30 pounds. Right. You know, so like it was it, and it's all downhill on the way to the brunch spot and then all uphill on the way back. Yeah. So we're like about halfway back and, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm really struggling. I was like, well, do you want to like, do you want to like trade? Like, you know, cause I'm, I'm fine. I feel, I feel good. You know, like I'm not carrying, you know, Addy or anything. And she's like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and trade. So I like, uh, I, I pop over and I'm sort of like, you know, all, all confident, like, all right, this is gonna be no big deal. Like Addy, like, let's go. And, um, I immediately like, I, I roll through like an intersection and I find myself at like the bottom of like what is about to be like a, you know, not like a super steep hill, but like a somewhat steep hill. And my instinct on doing this is to jump out of the saddle stand up on the bike and start like sort of like you know really doing like yeah a, like a like a standing pedal like you might see in the tour de france or right something yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here in the, the foothills of roanoke right um but the big thing is that when you have addy on the back every single one of those shifts yeah the is weight like, is like vroom, yeah the vroom. weight is being tossed drastically so i have been piloting addy for every bit of like 
50 feet yeah you know and i'm like like Ad, Allie has done an amazing job of keeping you know addy like really upright like nice smooth coasting like all the rest within 50 feet i'm like throwing addy back and forth i almost go down on the bike with addy wow you know which would mean like you know she she now is like in an uncon you know i mean she's in, she's harnessed in and everything and has a helmet yeah. on and i have a helmet on but like i mean it would just mean she would just tip over onto yeah. onto the the sidewalk that we were on you know which would not be good um and so it's just like oh my gosh but then as soon as i uh, as soon as i've started the shimmy it's like now i need to undo it now i right. need to fix the the back and forth and i can't right because every time i lean one way she's going the other way yeah and so it's like getting worse and worse and worse and i'm like i am just I went from like completely fine to profusely sweating. And then of course Addie's back there and like her poor little heads just sort of like, you know, uh, like with her helmets on, it's like kind of like tipping back and forth between mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the panels on the side and stuff. And so I'm freaking out. But the hilarious part was I got to like the top of the, you know, top of the hill and I've, I've, I've recentered my balance and everything. And I was like, it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Addie, are you okay? And she's like, I'm okay. <laughs> like, she's like, she has no idea anything. Went she's ha- like, that like, was just fun, dad. That was just fun. Yep. It, it was really cute. And it that was, but anyway yeah so still can't ride with no hands though well, there you go well yeah probably shouldn't do that with a uh, addy in the back oh 100 not yeah, yeah no yeah i mean if, <laughs> even if you were good at it it feels like it just takes a kid like slamming themselves to the side or something and right you right, got to right, account yeah. for that all of a sudden D- yeah the, don't, don't ever don't ever yeah like learn how to do it when you've got some other someone else's center of gravity that can also contribute to yeah. your your circumstances so no gusta anyway transition transition Popcorn Culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, if you know, you know. Well, despite these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific 
specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience, download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And, and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code max pool. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode. Oh, man, Jay. Okay, so since last week's episode, we have begun the grand TikTok experiment of 2023. Oh, man. Here we go. Yes, we have. We have uh, so far, we've been hitting every day. We've got, I think we're only four days in as of recording. As of recording, yeah. So we've got four days in. We've got four TikToks up. You know, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, so it's been, I I feel like this is just like one of those things like that as we press forward, it'll be very, well, this is like my issue like with like journaling as well yeah is that like i get to the end of the day and i'm like you know what what type of like what am i even gonna write down that's gonna be important to me tomorrow and i'm like you, right. know, you get to like the next day you're like what can i even write down it's like even changed since yesterday and, and like like so on and so forth and whatever but then like whenever you get like three years away from those journal entries and you go back and look at them you're like oh my gosh like look at that. i forgot How that that profound. was happening i used to be so stressed about this thing that i'm not stressed about anymore like what growth but like this is the problem with data sometimes is that like i think a lot of times uh when you're when you have such a small sample size and nothing feels worth regarding uh-huh. at all because you're sort of like nothing has really happened like right. what is there to report like you know um but so anyway but so i'm i'm going to i'm i'm going to try to resist that urge um this is even vlogging i think you could say i mean it's the exact yeah. same thing as journaling just you're videotaping it instead but like a lot of times you're like like what is what am i even doing at this stage of my life that like is that interesting that's worth like taking a video of and like keeping as a keepsake yeah you know but then like you go through like all the various phases of like your childhood and or your kids growing up rather at this at this point and half the time it's like oh my gosh like we like you know, this time last year, Addy wasn't even like walking yet. You right. Know? So it's like it's like so much has changed, like in that amount Lots of, of time. tiny little milestones. E- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you, you don't notice them because they're all just sort of coming at you. But 
Anyway, so we're four days in, four TikToks up so far. I think each TikTok has done better than the one the day before it. So far. Which has been pretty cool. Yep. Nice to nice to see that they're like that they're that they're they seem to be feeding into the algorithm well enough that they're still being distributed right. uh, rather consistently. Um, we've also picked up, I think, a thousand followers. We'll take so it. I think we started with like 243. We're now at like 244. Whoa. So boom. Ba boom. You know, so early stat points. Here's here's where we're at. Here we we're go. Just, here we're just you know, this is go. just this is one data point, you know. Oh, I believe that this is the national alert, which I bet just freaked everybody oh, out. There we go. There's mine. This is a test of the national wireless emergency alert system. Man, if you are watching on video. You just saw me properly freak out. Properly. That just like it gave me wow. just a, such a case of the jumpies. Whew. We all survived. We made it. Test complete. Test complete. In case you were wondering, that happened on October 4th, which we had a notification. E Riley even sent us an article letting us know that this was going to happen <laughs> during this time frame. Hey, don't record something important. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. We did it anyway. We did it anyway. Yeah. Take that, Riley. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway so uh yeah that's that's the end of my tiktok segment okay great well yeah if you uh if you haven't checked us out yet go to tiktok super carlin brothers we just posted about how to get a perfect score on buzz lightyear space ranger spin space ranger spin yeah yeah um okay jay so um next next thing i've got for you here is uh well i i i have dnf'd a series you and, do, oh, and oh yeah did not finish did not finish mm -hmm. a, a, a reading book series and let's you see know, it. what I, failed you ben i hear people talk about doing this sometimes and and even you know just last night we were talking with with the the fellow gma members and they were talking about some some books that they just couldn't get through themselves and i was like oh, okay that makes me feel a little bit better but like i like one of those series that uh i feel like has always sort of just like like I, I never for whatever reason I just never picked it up in the first place was the Divergent Saga. Oh sure. And you know I had earlier this year I had read through the Hunger Games books and I had found I was like man you know like I I really like this story like I, I you know I read it a long time ago and I thought it was good then but I feel like now like with so much more like world perspective and so much more time passed I'm like there's like a lot of like really good stuff in here a lot of like interesting messaging like the formation of the world and like even like the prequel addition to it so I was like this is great this is super fun and so I, I was sort of like riding that high and i was like you know what like maybe i need to i need to give this divergent saga a chance and and see whether or not like it has the same thing to offer and you know i just i, I like i mean certainly i i, I wouldn't criticize you know in, in any capacity if, you, if this is something that you've enjoyed but like I, as i was going through it i was just like i am not finding this story to be that interesting oh divergent yeah like <laughs> yeah it, it largely just felt like it, it felt like the um like the story almost to me felt like it would take these like gigantic like leaps like where where it's sort of like you know you've got these people and these factions and like i sort of get the factions because everybody might like sort of like mentally associate with like this one that one or something um but like i think three of them and, and this is like i've literally just I, i've read the first two books completely i was halfway through the third one and i finally was just like i just can't keep going but like there's Amnity, abdignation, and something else. I candor. think. Candor. Well, the candor starts. Yeah, there's. I think there's another one that starts. <coughs> Dauntless. With, that starts with a C. But like the these are words uh, that I feel like. 
uh, hang on one second. Factions from Divergent. I'm Googling it. There we go. Uh, Ariadite. Okay. So I didn't even realize Ariadite started with an E. Um, but like, so I'm like Ariadite, uh, Amnity and Abnegation are three of the five factions. And I always felt like they like Dauntless and Candor are the other two. And I've always felt like those were, were easy enough to like kind of keep straight because they, right. they sounded so specifically <clears throat> different. But like <laughs> reading this, like just in story form, I, I at no point in time did I ever actually successfully assign any of these names to anything at all. Like, so at any point in time, it's like, oh, a classic Amnity move. And I was like, which one's Amnity again? Which one's that? It's like, it's like oh, that's something from Ariadite. It's like, wait, wait. Huh? I don't know which one that one was either. And like for the other thing was like the, the selection of the names. I'm not just trying to like do like a book review of the Divergent series or anything, but like I think that there are three characters named Tobias, Marcus, and Caleb. And for I for no reason that I can properly explain. Why'd you all, say the same word three times, man? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like in my mind, like there are three completely different characters with three completely different relationships with the main character, and like those are all distinct and everything. But like it would be like, oh, something Caleb used to say. I'm like, wait, is Caleb Tobias? bias or is that which one's marcus Mm -hmm. like like i i can never discern anything from anything in this story and it was like you know even like when she she like goes into training or whatever and she's like learning all these new skills and stuff as far as i could tell it was like she was there for like a month and at the end of like said month it's like she was she was like in this position to to like i don't even remember my old ways now now that i'm so assimilated to this new environment and it was like after a month like it's like that's not that long right you know it's like like i don't know if that's quite enough time to like have have built all these brand new muscles and calluses and like the whole new worldview and i don't even remember the way i used to do things it's like i don't know yeah so anyway i did not finish the book yeah should i mean if anybody has a good reason to to, you know that wants like reach out and like ben give it a shot you gotta stick through it the ending is what pulls the whole thing together yeah so what are the it's a legion convergent and um no divergent convergent allegiant is that it that sounds right that's it i don't remember i i remember man i read these um as audiobooks as well back when i worked at the concert venue nice you know back in those days and insurgent (coughs) insurgent not convergent okay the naming conventions in this book are only so so (laughs) um i do remember yeah i remember reading divergent and thinking like okay i see why people like it it's got like the the factions are kind of very like they're very reminiscent of like hogwarts houses where it's like oh i could choose a thing to be in so in that way it's kind of harry potter and then it's like this post-apocalyptic world with um like a a female heroine and in that way it's like very hunger gamesy yeah yeah and you know sort of has some of those same same vibes um but like i i remember i also read the first two and i think i did finish the third one but i remember i was like mostly finishing it for the sake of finishing it and i like i could not i like if you were to ask me the plot of it i i could tell you that there was a girl who I can't I, who joined Dauntless, but she was something called Divergent, which meant that she could have fit into like a bunch of different factions or something. Like I, they they do a test to tell you which one you're in, but you still get to choose. Yeah, is yep. that okay? You're right. Yeah, you still. I think you have to choose one of the ones that you have like the uh, like the uh, abilities for or whatever. Oh, okay. So like you do a test, and they're like, well, you can either be in Candor or Dauntless, and then you choose. I think so. Okay, maybe. Okay, I can't even remember. I that I remember that she she was divergent, meaning that she had she could like choose all of them or something. Yeah, I think she can choose three. Three. Okay. Well, 
good for her. That doesn't even seem that impressive for like the chosen one. Honestly, <laughs> the, the chosen one should be able to choose all five to me. And then I could tell you, you started reading it and, and like, um, it occurred to me that like, I could not remember the main character's name. And like, I remembered four. He was like the leader at Dauntless or like uh, the the love interest at Dauntless or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and you've told it to me since then. I'm like, Tris. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's Beatrice is like her, her like long form Tris for short. Tris. Yeah. T-R-I-S-S. And to be honest, I'm not sure because I'm, re- I'm listening to it, so I don't know how they Churis? spell it. No, I think it's just Triss. 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 Okay, boy. Couldn't have even told you the main character's name. I remember that it's played by Shailene Woodley in the movies. That is largely what I, I've been able to do the whole time, and for whatever reason, I still haven't been able to picture her as Shailene Woodley at all. Mm, okay. So like, as, like the, as it unfolds, I have like no... I don't have good visuals for what any of the characters look like at all. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So anyway, but the the I, I can segue that, though, because I, I did dnf it and i was just sort of like you know someone please because that's the other thing too is that i'm like someone convince me like i'm happy to be open to a world where it's like it's worth seeing through uh-huh. i just haven't gotten there yet yeah and i'm like i'm like i i need i need some encouragement so if it's there let me know whatever but in the meantime it, it leads me into my wick of the peak which is one from like a year ago as well which is just the book project hail mary oh um, yeah by andy weir which i'm reading again and it was like literally i can't even tell you like i think that my mood may have been subdued over the past month as i've been reading the divergent saga <laughs> what a because, bummer because like it's like the the only thing you know like because your your time really uh throughout the day is is sort of like chunked into these blocks and like you know with with like being a parent and stuff like you don't necessarily have like a whole lot of time to yourself so a lot of times for me no you don't like if if i'm like you know mowing the lawn or uh addy is down for a nap like you know over the weekends or something uh or my drives home you know like the, these are like the the small instances where you sort of have like you know your your moment or like a shower you know that's the other one you know yeah. you go shower you can like listen to a book for a few minutes and i think the problem was is that for like the past month it was like every moment i could claim you know just sort of like a little bit of like you know bend time like just to like focus on on what, whatever thing I'm, I'm supposed to be thinking about or whatever yeah. I was filling with this story that was just like kind of not like in uh, captivating me at all. And so I think I was coming out of these situations, like not in any way, shape or form, like refreshed. And so just over the past, like three days, I started listening, listening to project tell Mary and I'm like, Oh my goodness. When I enjoy something that like, I'm able to fill these pockets of time yeah. with it literally reshapes like my whole outlook. Right. Like I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I've been in a better mood for three days because Because you've been reading project. Tell Mary because I've been reading project. Tell Mary. Um, so which it's like one of these books. And the thing about it is that like, it's like, I want to tell people the premise. So like, um, Alice's youngest sister just went to college and like what her sort of, you know, like hopeful trajectory is, is to possibly do something with space. Uh, as time goes on, it's like a mechanical engineer. And over the summer, uh, she was on vacation with us and I was, I was attempting to tell her about project. Tell Mary. And as I did, so I would get like, like a sense, sentence and a half in before I'd be like oh but I can't tell you anything because like the moment I like everything you have like everything about the story is a spoiler right yeah it's, it's like, like you know it's like you just have to read it and you know what you really just have to listen to it it's a really it good is a, it is specifically better to be listened to I think not that I've read it hard copy but I there are aspects of it that I think need it to be listened to and so I if you haven't read it I would totally recommend Project Tell Mary myself that's one I keep thinking like I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that one again soon it's just as soon as I finish this breeze through of Name of the Wind 
Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I, the, I, you know, which I breeze through. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, like a casual, like 60 casual, hours of listening. I know. I'm like, maybe I'll pause between name of the wind and the wise man's fear to just do a, a re-listen of project Hail Mary. But like, even now that's still so far off. Cause you know, close not even to the university yet. He's just now getting his wits about back him, um, while he's in Tarbian. And I'm like, you know, it's about time, man. Just the, you're, the depressing section of this book is long. It is lengthy, it, which it is, is which lengthy. is why, like, whenever we were pitching it to people, we're like, you sort of got to wait. Gotta get to the university. I don't care even spoiling it for you that he's going to get to the university. I feel like you can see that coming a mile away, um, but just know that it's like several more miles than that still until yeah. you get there. Yeah. But man, there are certain things that I'm reading through at this time. I'm like, the archives are just a giant waste time. There's just no way around it. Like, it just <laughs> is. Like, there's also the thing I'm picking up on this time is that Abenthe keeps wanting to talk to Quoth about something, and it seems specifically like what he wants to talk to him about is the Chandrian, and then he never gets a chance to do so. But I've never picked up on like how intent he is on talking to him about it. Oh, I see. And then yeah. he even like the inscription is like, "Remember your father's song," and it's like, but the, he only knows such a tiny portion of it. So that tiny portion of it must have been like pretty significant. Yeah. And like, but he barely says anything in that part of the song. So I'm like, there, Abenthe, 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 Abenthe. What's your deal, bro? Beware of folly. Beware of folly. I know. Like, what is that? He's got the sword that says folly. And it's like, is the folly the name of the sword? Do you get the sword because you committed folly? And this is a reminder. I don't know. I I mean, basically what I'm hearing, Jay, is that I mean, because I was like, we just went deep into the weeds for anybody who hasn't like read Name of the Wind. They're like, "Ah, you guys may have lost me. You may have lost me. This was just like listening to a Divergent book. Boom. Oh, boom. Full Full circle. circle. Dude, seriously, though, Divergent is so like I have no idea what it's about other than that there is a girl who is divergent but who's becomes dauntless anyway and it's like i i want to say by the like there was there were fun sci-fi things and like the faction things in the first book that made it interesting and the second one it was like okay this isn't as good as the first one but it's like it's like diet first one and by the third one it's just like we're just people shooting guns at an airport and it was like i i don't care I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So that's my experience with Divergent. Sorry if you loved it. Maybe you should try Twilight, Ben. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. I mean, any any recommendations at any point in time? I have Actu- cracked. A, I have cracked a code in my brain, and I, I forever I've been like, oh, I'm only ever going to listen to things I've already listened to because it helps my brain to feel comforted by knowing the story through and through. Oh but my I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm past that. I'm listening to the new stuff. Do you? Okay. So this is kind of. I just like forever. I have thought like you know the we we've been a few collabs with uh, Mike Schubert. Uh, podcaster who did uh, the podcast Potterless. Yes. And it's it, like, I've always just loved the format of obviously through the Gryffindors, just the opposite of that. But like his whole premise was that he had never read the Harry Potter books, but now he was a full grown adult. And it was like, man, I wish I'd never read the Harry Potter books and could have done that podcast. Like, I know. You know, I know. Yeah, as like, soon as I what heard a great idea. Amazing I, concept. Yeah, <laughs> such an amazing concept. It's like, it's really too bad. We've read them so much. And now we're just doing the opposite. But it just occurred to me that we could totally do this with like twice. Twilight, you know. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Although, <laughs> like, yeah. two grown men read Twilight for the first time. Right, right. Because I know, I know literally nothing other than the main character's name is Bella, and that apparently Sparkles is a thing. Sparkle. And then, I know Edward and Jacob. They're in there. Do they know? drive really fast? It, well, um, is that not a thing? I, I don't know. If it is, okay. Know. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> I know that Bella is has been like. Um, what is the word lampoon for being just like the most boring, undesirable character that 
is causing so many love triangles for like no reason or something. And okay, I that did did not even know that. Didn't so even tell that. you know more than me. But, All right. uh, but you are vampires. right. Vampires. The thing that has occurred to me, so we started our new podcast through the Gryffindor, which thank you for listening if you have already. If yeah. you haven't already, if you'd like to check it out, it's been really fun. The first three, four episodes by the time you hear this will be live. Um and that's that's on its own available wherever pods are cast. But like the the thing that I feel like has been really cool about venturing into those waters is that like like you just started going deep into the deep end for name of the wind and name of the wind is probably like one of my all time favorite things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like there are instances like our good buddy, Mike has read through the story a whole bunch of times. And so like when we were like backpacking, you know, last year, me and you and him were just like, we kept going through, all of like our different like theories. And I was like, Oh, but what about this? You know, and it was just so much fun. Um, and similarly, there was like a day that we were like finishing setting up the set for through the Gryffindor and you and I and Ethan, the editor for the podcast here delved into the exact same thing. And so we're like, we're all just like sort of sitting in, in the chairs for this, Harry Potter read through podcast and discussing our name of the wind like yeah. fan theories. Just like having like great quality discussion about subject matter that I'm sure other people would be interested in like being in on. Um, and there's, I mean, it's just, it's endless. There's so much to say. Um, and I'm like this, I keep wondering whether or not there's like this bizarre trajectory. Like we always talk about with super Carlin mothers at one point in time in the process, we had started making content on YouTube with, with some imagination as to like what that content would look like. And it was supposed to be some version of like sort of daily observational humor type stuff, maybe with a little bit of pop culture doused in there here right. or something like that. Um, and eventually we sort of found like the fandom angle or or concept or like discovery or something and we were sort of like man you know th this works we have a lot to say about this you know it's it's really fun like what what a great like way to talk about things in the world that also is like not like it's not like harmful or controversial or anything like that you know it's like this is this is awesome um but sometimes i wonder now like as we've as we've stepped into these like podcast waters i'm like is there any part of us that's like like would we do like would it, would it even like make sense to have just like multiple of these that we're doing oh like lots know? of like read-throughs lots of like read-throughs yeah. it's like it's like or it's like what if we became like book people we're just the, we're just book yeah what do you guys do like i'm on like a book podcaster like it's like pick you, a series people and, be like you must read a lot of books and it's like no no, no, no. Like, i read the same books i read the same books like a lot and then <laughs> i also there's some podcasts where i yes it, i i am reading books i haven't read before but it takes me a couple years so <laughs> yeah like really slow really like really do not spoil Twilight for me because I'm hard team Edward right now, but I'm afraid things are getting iffy. I don't know. Yeah, I, can't, I can't tell if I'm on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, yep. Anyway, and there you go. Let us let, let us know. But other, otherwise, I would say the other thing is like, you know, I read Miss Born earlier this year. Oh, which, yeah. Which I thought Miss Born well, was, was pretty I'm, good. I'm presently in a state of DNF for Miss Born. Yeah. I finished the first one and I started Well of Ascension. And then um, what I start listening to instead? Name of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> People are so annoyed with us. We were such like, like fanboys about so, this. I, know. I th this is like so. There's a section of TikTok that occasionally finds its way to my algorithm. Where to be like, these are the top. Like, and it's clearly someone who's just like read a ton of fantasy books or whatever. And they'll be like, these are my top, you know, ten or fifteen fantasy novels of all time or whatever. And I always watch them because I'm always just like, where are you going to put Name of the Wind? 
And because like I know where I would put it um, <laughs> at one. And it is so funny to me because this series, it clearly holds like such a such a fresh like there is such a frustration about it not being finished that is like leaking into people's opinion about it as a book as a whole. And it always comes through. So it's always it always lands in like the like if it's a top like 15 list, it'll land around like seven. It, that's almost always where it lands. If it's a top 20 list, it lands on like seven or eight or something. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, but their critique is always just that like, the author oh, finished. it's always like, it's just not finished yet. I've been waiting forever for it, but they'll, they'll always be like, but there's just no doubt. It's just such good world building. And it's like really good. And I really enjoyed it. And it's like, there's, there's always this like mix of, or else that like, it, it is clearly this thing in fantasy where like when it came out, it was the best thing ever written. And since then it's been like, there's been like frustration associated with it, or they've just read up. Like there's this like refusal to admit how good it is because either it's not finished or because that would just be like too basic or something. Well, and you know, which, it's, it's, which it's, to be fair, I haven't read the, 14 other books on their list so <laughs> that's a good point you know? too yeah and which maybe we should because maybe maybe what we're doing is missing out on like a bunch of amazing stuff what i will say like like a strong opinion that i feel like i'm slowly i don't know if an opinion perspective maybe view or something i don't share the frustration with the fact that it's not done no at, me neither like, at yeah all. no like because what i'm getting in the meantime like like they, they often say this about like vacations and stuff like that but like a lot of times the great thing about vacation isn't even like the seven days you spend at the beach it's getting to look forward to the vacation oh, for like the two months leading up to it and just like knowing that like once you get there you're gonna have like this good relaxing time but like there's no doubt about it like you know like that time will come and go and like you know it, it will eventually pass and like for me i think what i have slowly realized like in the beginning i desperately wanted more because i wanted the answers like i yeah. was like i really want to know like what's going to be complete but in the meantime like i feel like you and i and other people in my life who have been able to share this with like i have so much fun like to me the fun is like like it is the t- it is like wondering how it will end. Like I, I mean, I, even for the Harry Potter books, I could go back and say like, there's a huge part of me that wishes we did what we do now as those books are being released. Because going into you know, like Half Blood Prince or Deathly Hallows, like it would have been so much fun to be like like predicting like what like what's gonna happen next. And then like like sure there is the eventual like like how does it go and and how do you feel about like the decisions that were made and, and all the rest uh, and whether or not that colors your experience at all. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Like I, for me, I feel like what I, what I'm actually genuinely enjoying more than anything is, is the wondering. Oh, I know. Like, like this is the thing. It's like anytime it comes up in conversation, like I've had people like I've had it like float up randomly in conversation. I was like, a, like a, like a campfire situation, like uh, a couple of weeks ago and all of a sudden just like without me bringing it up name of the wind found its way into the conversation i was like what's we just we just talking about you just want to talk about name of the wind you know like, 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 I was like no way no way this is happening come on let's go i could talk about this all night i will be involved you know, with this discussion i am here now hello what's happening yeah and it was just like the inevitably what what the actually is discussed is like the frustration that the third one's not out and he's never gonna do it and blah blah and it's like all right, all right, all right, all right, all right shut up right <laughs> all right listen look let's talk about it and you're not a allowed to talk about that part of it okay yeah no. now like just take that away from it take that away from it and now let's talk about it because like that's that that part's boring we've had that conversation 200 times no one cares yes okay yeah, yeah. like just do that over here <laughs> all right cool so what do you guys think about like uh Abinthi, you know you think uh what about Braden? you think he's probably cinder or <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pro- just, probably just park your frustration with ross rothfuss over here he'll get to it okay maybe yeah, a maybe. good story yeah. takes time you know, Ooh. we can't, you know, we got to wait for it. You can't, 
can't just start telling it right now. I got to go up to my room and think about it for like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that'd be or, a, or a couple decades or something. Right. My my tinfoil hat theory is is that like you know it, it, I mean what what is hilarious to me about this concept and and I feel like you can talk about this pretty freely without being like too too spoilery and hopefully people who are listening are able to still follow like what we're saying. But like the 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 concept of the story is that throughout all of the main character's adventures, one of his greatest tricks he's ever pulled off is escaping an inescapable situation by holding the story of his um experience uh, of, of of his experience with this particular person captive so he's like the world will never know what my experience was like unless you let me free back out into the world and it, i mean it's much more profound than that and like the circumstances are much more interesting and stuff like that but like either way it is a way to get away from an inescapable situation and it's part of like what brings the character notoriety but like he's telling the story way after the fact and the way that the person who is getting him to tell the story is by literally using his own move against him right and so now what we are finding out here in the present is that like literally the final installment of the saga is almost being held captive it is against us i and, know and what it is doing in the meantime is breeding so much time uh for like speculation to occur for like interest to be found like for for like frustration to be like had and lost and like it's it's just it's wild even in the very beginning of the story the main character's own father is writing a song and he specifically describes how like when you are writing a new song the people who are around you who know you're working on a new song there's like the initial period of like enticement entrapment like where people are like curious and, and whatever and as time goes on that that just grows and grows. but then yeah after too long people get mad and yeah. that is exactly what is happening <laughs> it it's is like exactly the, what's happening the themes of the story in a meta way are happening to the actual creator of the universe in real time in the real world it's and like it's he's like, protecting against it by writing it down yes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he, yep. he's arlidan which just means he's going to be struck down by the chandrian at some point probably maybe Spoilers. yeah so anyway um yeah that's this is this is my my deep dive into the literary minds of our of our age right yeah, yeah. So, so there you go whenever whenever you're ready man just release it in the middle in the meantime there's the narrow road between desires coming out this december you know, I'm excited for that. I'm there gonna you go. read it. People that's what people are like, he's never gonna write it. And I'm like, look, there's literally new content coming out this year, okay? So let's just pump the brakes on nothing's happening. That's good. We point. have to be thankful for what we're getting. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know, how about that? Of course, if they push the bait back on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure it's already out there, though. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We ours are pre-ordered. But anyway, guys, as ever, uh, we want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you would like to find a way to support the show, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We have our Q4 quarterly merch officially, officially announced. Uh, we have the prototype already in hand, so you can get an exact uh, look at what you will be getting for the Q4 uh, merch quarter cycle uh for 2023 we are doing another we're, we're doing DD again we did it last year we had a blast with Woo! it um for that set we recorded an episode of DD like with like video and everything from multiple angles it was so much fun with the entire crew here at super carlin brothers uh we had an amazing time in accompanying the episode itself we also had um a batch of custom dice that we made which was really fun this year we are going to be doing the same thing we're going to be recording another episode in a brand new set of characters and, and realm and everything so it'll be like a whole new concept um but for this round we were doing this amazingly cool it's a rocks glass um like in in concept if you're familiar with like that shape of drinking vessel um but if you can imagine like a small like a, like a short 
glass, but in the side, embedded into it as if it was like frozen halfway through being like fired into the glass is a metal D20 mm-hmm. with a 20 facing out. Um, so it's just this like really cool looking glass tumbler cup thing um and it of course will have the the popcorn culture logo there laser etched into it um i'm super happy with it we've got pictures of it on patreon you don't have to be a patron to to be able to see what it looks like if you'd like to scope it out but it is it is really cool i think it's like one of my favorite things that we've ever done in the past so uh if you'd like to sign up to receive one of those um you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture otherwise until next time pop pop say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.